Welcome to the Geared for Growth Property Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock, Managing Director of MCG Quantity Surveyors. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy this one. Please share it if you get something from it. If you've been listening for a while, I'd love a review or perhaps to hear from you about guests that you might suggest coming up for future episodes. One thing that surprised me with the latest census data, it showed that 68% of property investors only own one investment property. Now that's down a little bit from 72, which was the last one, but still the vast majority of property investors only own one property. Now that's a statistic that my guest today is hoping to change. Casey Taylor is the managing director and lead buyers agent at Tailored Property Wealth and is passionate about helping his clients build their property portfolios and avoid the mistakes he made when he first set out to invest in property. He generously shares his story in today's conversation where we talk about the importance of getting into the market early and how a change in tactic is sometimes the difference between sitting on the sidelines and forging ahead with your property journey. Welcome to the show, Casey. Nathan Prasad, welcome to Geared for Growth. Hey Mike, thanks for having me on board. I'm very delighted to have you on board. It's been quite a while since we last caught up in what was then sunny Brisbane. A lot's happened to Brisbane since then. Is it sunny at the moment? Yeah, it's actually pretty nice. Not a cloud in the sky, but it is like probably like 20 degrees. It's starting to cool down. Winter. But yeah, Brisbane's good. You know, yeah. we're lucky here. We, you know, in winter, it's still nice. The climate's really nice. Nice sunny days. Yeah. It doesn't take you guys much to put a tourism commercial together. Now, <laughs> the topic that we want to focus on today is off markets. Off market transactions. What are they? How do they work? Are they the cat's pajamas that everyone says? Now, there's a question that I've got that I want to sort of kick off with. Off markets in a market like Brisbane has been. Now, fair enough, maybe Brisbane market is slowing down a little bit. It still sort of seems to be bucking the trend away from you know Sydney and Melbourne that are declining a bit more rapidly but it's been crazy in Brisbane are there off-market opportunities in an appreciating market or or is it just silly like you if you don't put it on the market you won't get the best price it's like I've built my business off off markets more than 70% of what I tend to buy are off markets and they're more so you get your pre-markets your off markets and your post markets so there wasn't any post markets left because everybody found them so those were properties that were marketed at one stage and then they pulled them down yeah um, simple strategies of finding that you can just jump on your RP data and have a look at past sales and which ones actually got didn't actually sell right. and then you got your proper off markets these are people that are thinking about selling they're quite not motivated to sell and they're having a conversation either with a real estate agent a big pretty much 80% of what I get is for a real estate agent so they're having a conversation with that agent saying hey we're thinking about selling and then you get your pre-market so these are ones that are going to go to market within a week or sometimes even three days and those are the ones that I tend to find are the best because these guys are actually motivated to sell and the the frank thing is they don't actually know how much their property's worth yeah okay but you know, it, it all just comes down to that motivation, I guess. Like they're just kind of thinking, you know, in my head, this is a good number. And you're like, well, yeah, we'll pay that because we think that's <laughs> probably about 15% under what the market would pay if it went to auction, for example. Yeah. And 15% is a lot, you know, as I just mentioned earlier, like you put a 10% deposit down and you manage to get it, you know, 10, 15% below market value. You've already made 50% on your cash and you haven't even owned it for too long. Now that's got my attention. So let's just say I'm heading to Brisbane and I want these opportunities. Is that possible? Is there a way that I could be invited to pre-markets or, or have you really got to put the time in and get those relationships with the agents? Yeah, so there's sort of three ways that I do it. I've been buying across 
Brisbane for the last three years. So I've built up a lot of good agent relationships, but you know, they're, they're constantly doing stuff. So you, you've got that, you can lean on the relationship. That's one thing, but it's staying in front of mind. So that's, you know, calling them, emailing them, you know, texting them. That's the guts of it really is just, and it's pretty labor intensive, but that's how I found the best deals. You know, they'll, they'll respond to one of my emails or, you know, I'll give them the weekly call. And then they'll just like, hey, Nathan, I've actually been talking to this person or we're going to be listing this one in a few weeks time. And then you just kind of convince them to let you through. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really the value of a buyer's agent, of course, there's a myriad of different things. You've obviously got the negotiation skills. You've got the network of connections to, you know, help organize the insurance and the property managers and the tax depreciation, of course. I'm just plugging my own stuff here. It's my own show, you know, so why not? Um, But really the off markets is something that is a little bit more of an exclusive thing to people that have the relationships with the agent. So, you know, you could maybe sort of do the rounds and take coffees and muffins to agents and they might sort of look after you. But really, it's the people that they think of first when they get a listing that they're going to call up. Those are the key people, right? And they're going to be people like yourself. 100%. And then it's all the dialogue with the agent, you know, say they've got three people they're talking to, you know, one of them's acting like, oh, I'm going to be lowballing and anything like that. And that's almost disqualified them from the from being even an option for this off market. And then there's another person saying, hey, I'm more pre-approved. I'm ready to go. I'm acting really positive. And then you've got your buyer's agent, you know, the buyer's agent's saying, hey, Mr. Agent, how's business going? You know, remember last year we brought this off you, yada, yada. And building a, a foundation before um, actually inspecting the property. So I think, you know, once you find the property, you want to be, because I, I just want to share heaps of advice here, like around what I've learned through off markets as well. Like um, what I found is like you find the off market, you want to really let the agent know that you're qualified you're ready to go and you're not going to be any issue yeah for him he wants that deal to get done and and you're sort of just making it feel like it's just going to be smooth sailing yes you know and then he's like okay maybe i'll just let you come through that's the key isn't it because in in essence people are lazy and they want well maybe maybe they just like the path of least resistance right i think like if if that wasn't true the weight loss industry wouldn't be worth you know billions of dollars annually right because people kind of want you know a a quick solution they don't want it to be too hard so i think it it seems to make sense that if you think from the agent's perspective i've got this property you know i want to get it wrapped up i want to get my commission done i don't want to be dealing with people that are you know flip-flopping or wishy-washy you know so i know nathan if he's saying he's got someone they've signed an agreement with him they're going to pay him for this he will have checked that they're pre-approved he will have checked that their brief matches the property because people can go and inspect something and then go oh we've changed our mind because you know we're thinking of getting a cocker spaniel or whatever right that's spot on like i literally just before this call i got a call from one of the agents i work with and this is more uh, just really low end investment um, but he knows that i've got 480 to spend for this particular client and that's his max i normally don't go that low with budgets but like and he just called me up and he said mate if you can get me 480 on a contract he sent me the property and i know around the corner that something exactly the same just sold for 550 on the weekend yeah wow so but it's not on real estate it hasn't hasn't gone through the uh, rp datas and everything like that so nobody actually quite knows what the market is for a three bed one bath in the suburb yeah. i know because i'm pretty much studying it every day that three bed one baths in the suburb are 
a minimum of between 520 to 550. Mm. And he said, if you can get me off of 480, I'm sending this to my client just before this call. saying we need to get this under contract. Yeah. It's an absolute steal. And that's pretty much how the, those transactions work. If we don't get it under under offer, it's going to go live next Monday. So yep. speed is really crucial when it comes to off markets. You can't be flip-flopping around, as you mentioned. You have to know your numbers and you have to act super quickly. You raise a really interesting point too of- The Give for Growth Property Investing Podcast is presented by our business, MCG Quantity Surveyors. If you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients, please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximize their claims and maximize their property education as well about it you know that price of the property around the corner not necessarily being known to the greater market right because when a property sells your stamp duty is calculated as a percentage of the purchase price so obviously that goes through to the value of generals and it comes through to the core logics and the price finders of the world so we could be talking three or six months maybe as a data lag on some of those prices so when people sort of say you know what's the housing market doing you can't really get a good pulse of it by looking at core logic figures and even i know core logic will call up agents and say you know what's the sentiment what's happening blah 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 and then you know they're, they're clever with that sort of informing I think their their commentary and their economics but for you on the ground competing with say someone that's just looking at RP data previous sales or whatever they can find on domain that's a huge advantage because you can see the movement in real time right 100% finger on the pulse that's how you and we're sort of speaking about it briefly it's really understanding value and property and um, not last week uh, but the week before I ended up buying something that was actually on the market like the as we go back to those three bed one baths that are now trading for 550 there was a four bedroom two baths with double garage that I could pick up for 535 so I had to tell my client hey we need a jump on this this is a bargain so i think that's probably going to jump to the next stage like not all off markets are good and you really need to understand your value so off market selling that's a strategy for sales agents as well yeah so you you know you read my mind this is where i was going to go devil's advocate like because a lot of buyers agents i think if you do a bit of searching you'll find some of them will say like their whole strategy is like you want to work with me because i get all these off markets and you know off markets are the key and you won't get them without me blah 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 but not all off markets are good, right? So just because they're not going to the market doesn't doesn't mean that you're going to pick up a bargain because who really wants to sell their property for less than what it's worth, right? You know, you maybe there are sometimes you've split up with a partner and you're like I'm sick of that place, I just want it gone. You know, those things happen, but you know, what what do you say to those those people that are just basically saying, you know, if it's off market it must be a bargain? Oh, like there's so much properties that trade off market between yesterday and today I've seen five and actually one of them was good but most of the time they're not that good it's just about reviewing all the options and off markets is just extra options in, in this market like one suburb would only have maybe two properties come to market so if you can find another one or two off markets you've now created more options and through more options yeah. creates more the ability to negotiate better deals but yeah, I've got to say like off market, I've been buying a lot off markets and they're mainly pre-markets and that's, it's about finding an off market and understanding the value and then being able to actually negotiate a good deal too. That's probably a big part of it as well. I think that's when the buyer's agent actually like, 
you know, you, you give an off market to your everyday sort of person that's maybe brought one or two properties. Um, they don't really understand the, the whole dynamic around negotiating. But if you give an off market to say somebody, maybe like a buyer's agent or a real estate agent, they negotiate on a weekly basis. Yeah. You know, they know how to enter the conversation and, and they know how to, you know, convince both, well, just people, but a buyer's agent can strategically convince a sales agent to send a message to the seller to accept the offer. Yeah. And I guess there's a consistency too, because like they'll go, oh, Nathan's come in at this. That's classic Nathan. You know, that must yeah. mean blah, blah, blah. And the, and the inverse of, as well, right? Because we're dealing with certain agents. And I think like because you're in the business for a long time, right? You're not trying to get one bargain for a client and then shut up shop. You need to have some consistency and you need to have some kind of some trust that you build with that agent. So if I say X, then X is what's going to happen, right? I'm not going to give you an offer and then it's going to disappear sort of thing. So that all kind of ties into the equation as well, I guess. Oh, it does 100%. And like, I don't go around lowballing agents. I understand what's going on. And if there's a deal to be done, we go in there and we, you know, put a deal together. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no means like that one I just mentioned for 480, I could get it for 480. I'm not going to go in there and give them a 450. I'm yeah, yeah. exactly 480. If that's going to get the deal done, the client still wins because the property is worth, you know, 520 to 550. So it's about respecting the agent as well. Yeah. And if and if you went in at say even 470 or 475, is it worth risking the deal nah. because it's a great <laughs> deal at 480, right? Pretty much, yeah. So what is the main reason that in your experience that people are selling off market or, or are there a, a myriad of different reasons? Um one of the like I've got to say more than eighty percent of what I've purchased that was off market it has been pre-markets. Right. So they're actually just about to go live. Yeah. So the one that I just settled on yesterday in a suburb called Fernie Grove. Um, I found out about it Wednesday morning. I drove out there at two o'clock Wednesday. <laughs> I inspected the property. I finished the property. The agent, uh, David, he said, mate, I'll give you to the end of the day today to give me an offer. Um, I jumped out of the car. I'm already putting the contract together on DocuSign and sending it to the client. So he had that offer Wednesday night. Um, it went live Friday, but it was already under offer when it went live. Yep. Um, I said to my client, if we can pick it up for eight fifty, it's a deal. So a lot of what goes on, as I call up my client, I've already sort of educated them on the market, but it's a lot of trust because everything yeah. moves very quickly, and that's why um, the best the best off markets are pre markets, mm. and just with pre markets, you just got to really know your numbers so you can move in the space of oh, less than like bloody six hours. You got an offer to them, you know, and mm. and it's and that to me like that's normal, but. You know, this is the everyday buyer. It can be very overwhelming. Yeah, it, it's interesting to hear you say that because a lot of people were talking in this recent sort of bull market where there is just no stock, right? Yet, if you look at the data, there were high transaction volumes. So properties were selling, but it didn't seem like there were any properties for sale. So that obviously is kind of showing that there was a huge amount of value in being organized and having someone that just knew straight away, okay, it's coming on, it's matching the brief, I've given the, the, the client the contract, there's a trust between them because if I don't get an offer tonight, I might not be able to get it together, right? And I guess that's a hard thing without the trust because they might feel like, well, you know, they're pushing me into the deal. But that was the market. That's kind of what you had to do. Uh, is that still happening in, in Brisbane? Oh, 100%. Like that one that I found out about this morning, I'm going to call that 
that client after this and just say, hey, I need you to sign a contract. And he's just going to, you know, he's going to trust me because he's employed me yep. to, to do that and understand the market. And then, you know, but yeah, speed is crucial. Like it is the, the bones of it all. Mm. The best deals are done within one day. Like, yeah. and I'm talking like, the, yeah, like saving hundreds of thousands. Like, yeah, it's crazy because property is such a high leverage asset. Like you're spending hundreds of thousands. So you could easily save, 30, 50,000, or even 100,000 if you negotiate and you move very, really quickly. Yeah, and you can huge. do, you still have power. Like as a buyer, you still have power to do takeaways. You still have power to influence the seller around, hey, this is going to be a smooth transaction. Yeah. Like, yeah, go to market and deal with all of that stuff. But, you know, if, if we buy it off you, there's going to be, you know, no building in pace, no finance, no yada, yada. You know, yeah, and it's just about convincing the seller to take the easy road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and and that's what we all like to do. When it comes to to the these pre markets, so I don't know if the legislation is the same in in Queensland, but in New South Wales, you can't market a property in any way until you've got that the vendor's contract in the office of the real estate agency, or at least that's what I was taught back in. 2000. So in this pre-market situation, is it just a matter of, well, the photographer is coming today, so it's not really going to be online. That's the little period where it's kind of pre-market. Yep. It's just the pre yep. the official kind of property launch. Is that what we're talking yep. about? 100%. So there's normally a space between they get their form six and the photos get done. Yeah. So you get to go through it in between that space. Either the photos are getting done while you're taking a video and showing your client and then you get that to your client and you get a contract together in the space of a few hours. So that's why it happens so quickly. It, it, it's it's probably normally like a three-day window. Yeah, okay. Might be yeah. good to know some uh, real estate photographers too. Yeah, it all comes down to the agent really. Yeah. Yeah. You know? A lot of the, like, there's been so many deals with agents like, no, nah, I'm going to market, I'm going to market. I get a contractor from, they have to present that contract. Yes. Yeah. And then that's where it comes down to that, you know, negotiation is also around influencing. Yes. Yeah. So you got to influence the agent to show it to the seller. Yeah. yeah. And the know. agent, I mean, the agent's obliged to, to show it and they might think like, if we go to market, we can get another 20 or 30, but there's there's the vendor with a signed contract in their hand yep. going, oh, you know, like, yeah, maybe we could get a bit more, but like a bird in the hand is two in the, I don't even, never understood what that two in the bush <laughs> expression means, but it's the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. And then there's, you know, the information I'm giving the sales agent, I'm like, Hey, you know, 23 Smith Street's like, they're struggling to sell it right now. Mate, if I give you this offer, you might not even get this on the market. Yeah. You're better off just taking it. Like, trust me, between me and you, like, this is a good offer, you know, and that's when it comes to influencing the sales agent. Mm. You're almost giving them a bit of a spiel to give to the vendor, right? One million percent. Mm. Because whatever you, as I mentioned before, we're just two people. So like whatever I communicate to him, he communicates that to the seller. Yeah. So that just, you're still talking to the seller. So when it comes to property investors, uh, are there any sort of tips that you have in in dealing with off markets or pre markets, just to kind of wrap us up, um, you know, assuming that they're working with a, a buyer's agent, they're going to be navigating them through that. But if they get themselves in a position where they've say registered their interest for a typical a type of property, and the agent, I assume, will contact buyers agents and you know sometimes their buyer database to say we've got this pre market opportunity. What are your best tips in negotiating that situation for a buyer that sees a property and they think, look, I, I really want to make an offer on this? The first thing is understand the actual value in the property because there's no actual buyer feedback, like they haven't had an open home. There's no like how many contracts did you have? So you really just want to go around, 
at that local market, contact the agents that are selling stock in that area, ask them how many offers did you get on that property? Um, how much did it sell for? Um, gather as much information together. So you, with this property, you understand, okay, this is how much, you know, this is my max point. Um, you then want to communicate to the agent in a, like a respectful way. As crazy as it sounds, there's still people out there that want to talk to the sales agent disrespectfully and and um, try lowball them and everything like that. Act like they've got the power. Yeah. But no, yeah. the sales agent has the power. Yes. <laughs> you know, so just, you know, contacting the sales agent, just being like, like, um, you know, hey, Mr. Agent, can you um, get me through the property? You know, what, what's going on with the vendor? You know, what do they need to sell? Um, information gathering, information gathering. Once you go through, you ask for the contract and you try to, you know, build a contract that's going to suit that that vendor that's selling. Yep. Maybe they might want to rent a rent back option or anything like that. So mm. it's about sort of just gathering as much information so then you can execute correctly at the back end. Because mm. the offer is not just the offer, right? It's not like 480. It's 480 with a rent back option because they know they want that with yeah. uh, an extended settlement because we know they're looking for another place or, you know, waiving the rights to inspection of some yeah. type or cooling off or something like that, right? Or a bigger deposit. Yep. Yeah. So there's heaps of uh, factors around that. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, you just want to execute. But I, I think I just want to stress um, more so around the value of the property so you don't overpay. Yeah. Because Understanding it can be very that. easy to overpay because um, some, like sales agents, use off market as a selling tactic. Mm-hmm. If they know they can't get it on the open market, hey, let's create a scarce, like as soon as something's scarce, they can say, hey, we're actually chasing, say, 1.6 million. Or we're happy with 1.45 yep. and really the property is only worth 1.4 but you don't have the data to back that up yeah 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 so you've got to be plugged into the local market yeah that's uh awesome advice as always nathan thank you very much for for joining me it's a real pleasure no you're welcome thanks for having me on cheers see ya.